the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager. And exactly what I said last year, I repeat. First, I condemned the riot, whatever you want to call it, the moment I learned about it, which was at the very end of my own radio show. So I just want to make that clear. Uh, it was uh, it was wrong, and it was foolish. And so that's clear. The only person killed by anybody, the statistic died is not quite the same as killed by. A lot of people die. The only person was a woman, an unarmed woman, killed by a guard who should have been prosecuted. But uh, he was um, he was not, of course. I want you to understand something. The, the, my basic view from the beginning, when they started calling it an insurrection, first insurrection in history where the people were not armed and wore cartoon type ears uh, in, in, in it. <laughs> the the rape of language by the left, like the rape of the words man and woman, male and female, the rape of the word racist, the rape of the word rape, uh, is uh, just continues. So what I said, I, I repeat, I said from the beginning that the Left will use the events of January 6th the way the Nazis used the Reichstag fire as a, uh, as a deflection and, more important, as a way of justifying the grabbing of power. One of the handful of people whose views on this I truly uh, am interested in is Kash Patel, the former chief of staff of the Secretary of Defense, former Trump advisor, and the man along with Devin Nunes responsible for exposing the Russia hoax. Kash Patel can be seen at Salem News Channel, as I can, and uh, I welcome you to the Dennis Prager Show, Kash Patel. Thanks so much for having me, Dennis. I'm happy to be with you. I'm glad you feel that way. What do you think of my take on it? And I always tell guests there is absolutely no need to agree with me on my show, that it is being used by the left from the beginning uh, as a way of garnering more power as the way the Nazis used the Reichstag fire. Is that overstated? No, I think it's it's a political cudgel. That's all it is. You know, if they wanted to get to the truth of January 6th, they would listen to programs like yours that actually talk about the facts and not the made-up political side of it, because that's the only thing they have to hang on to, they being the Democrats, to have on to, 
to to run into the 2022 midterms. They actually aren't running on anything else. Well, that that's that's a given. What do you think of the word insurrection? So look, as a former federal prosecutor, as a national security prosecutor for the Department of Justice, that word means something to me because we abide by the law that was legislated by Congress. An insurrection is tantamount to treason in this country. And I would let the Department of Justice speak to whether or not any insurrection happened. But as you know, and as the world knows, the Department of Justice has not charged anyone, nor will they, with insurrection because it was not a legal insurrection. So what does the media and the political left do? They hijack the term and inject it into the uh, media bloodstream with as hyperbole. And now we're talking about, we're still using this word insurrection a year later, and that's what they wanted. That's what the Jan 6 committee wanted. That's what they all wanted. And I, I just don't, as a former federal prosecutor, you abide by the law, and the law says it was not an insurrection. Otherwise, Merrick Garland would have told us otherwise. So that's very important. Nobody's been charged with insurrection, yet it's called an insurrection. I, I think any fair-minded person would say something is awry here. Back up your charge with charges. Right. That would, that would be the most logical. What would you call it if not an insurrection? Um, I, look, there, there was a myriad. I'm the first one to admit there's a myriad of crimes committed that day, and those people need to be prosecuted. But as a former public defender as well, before my time as a prosecutor, I was one of the few people you know, who was charged with breathing due process into our legal system. And when you have 750 people who are supposedly charged and most of them languishing in detention in jail for crimes that are punishable by a year or less in prison, that tells me that the prosecutions in this matter have been political. And that tells me that due process has not been meted out because there should be bonds issued to so many of these people. There's people north of 60 years old who don't have a criminal record who have been held without bond. I've never heard of anything like that in the thousands of bond hearings that I did when I was a public defender or a prosecutor. So I just don't think it's a level playing field. And it's another example of the left will institute a separate set of rules if you politically disagree with them. It seemed to me that more crimes are being committed against the people who entered the Capitol than by people who entered the Capitol. Is that overstated? No, I think there's a lot of people that can make that claim, Dennis. I think a lot of those folks um, that entered the Capitol didn't commit a crime. If they did, they should be prosecuted. If they destroyed property, they should be prosecuted. If they assaulted anyone, they should be prosecuted. But as we look back on this from a year standpoint, if you remember, the first month of reporting was the riots led to the deaths of three to four individuals. Well, the facts have proven otherwise. Unfortunately, there was a tragic loss of life on that day, but the riots did not lead to the deaths of those individuals. A Capitol Police officer shot one of the people, uh, Ashley Babbitt, who was coming in. Another Capitol Police officer later died due to uh, an unrelated injury from the Capitol. And the left and the mainstream media just seized those headlines to say, you know, President Trump and his supporters killed people at the United States Capitol. And that's just not true. And also to say that this is an attack that, you know, Nancy Pelosi has said this. This is a 9-11 style attack. That's as a former federal prosecutor and the chief of staff of the Department of Defense and as a terrorism prosecutor, that is so profoundly offensive. And as a New Yorker to compare that to 9-11 when 3000 people were killed by Osama bin Laden and his cronies is outrageous. But that's just the hyperbole they want to equate this situation with. It's morally indefensible. Should the officer who shot to death Ashley Babbitt be prosecuted? 
I think that I, I think you mentioned in the beginning of the show that they they decided not to. I don't know the underlying facts well enough to say that, but I think it was it's worth a look. And if this Justice Department is unable to look at it fairly, then they can appoint a special counsel, just like we've done time and time again to look at this scenario. And quite frankly, they should have appointed a special counsel to deal with everything January 6th to remove the political taint that has sort of overridden um, the reporting about January 6th. And I think um, if the officer's conduct meets the charges for either involuntary manslaughter or the like, then he should be prosecuted just like anybody else. Kesh Patel, Kesh. there was a, almost a year of of real violence as opposed to uh, a uh, the entry illegal entry acknowledged uh-huh. of of many people into the capital. Violence in cities around the country. We all remember Seattle and Portland, New York City, etc. Were was there any comparable prosecution of perpetrators comparable to this? You know, Dennis, that's a great analogy. <laughs> if you remember, a police precinct burned to the ground in Minnesota, burned to the ground, law enforcement agency, a federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon was burned, set ablaze. And I don't recall any of these individuals being prosecuted with the vigor um, as this DOJ has gone after the January 6th folks. And the state courts could also, the state prosecutors could go after them just as well for committing property crimes, for damaging people's businesses, for ruining, and car dealerships were set ablaze in Minnesota. Lifelong family dealerships were ruined by the actions of these of these hoodlums, and nothing was done to them. And they weren't called rioters. They were called First Amendment free speech people. And to differentiate them from the, Jan- the majority of the January 6th folks, I think is one of the tragic mistakes the media has made. Why should they get a free pass for setting ablaze people's livelihoods and destroying police officers' uh, cars and equipments and invading a police department. How can that go without punishment? And the only way is it's because it happened in places where the left um, rules the law. What was your immediate reaction when you learned about it last year? So I was was at the Pentagon with the Secretary of Defense, and we were doing what we always do. We prepared. And we had prepared prior to January 6th. President Trump in the Oval Office with me and the Secretary of Defense on January 4th or 5th authorized 10 to 20,000 National Guards men and women around the country should any city need them. And why is that important? Because the law requires a presidential authorization before National Guards men and women can be deployed into the cities. What most people don't understand is the second part of that law requires a governor or mayor, i.e. in D.C., Mayor Bowser, to request National Guards men and women. We, we, the DOD, cannot just send them in unilaterally. Mm-hmm. It's constitutional. All right, hold it there for a moment. Cash Patel, back in a moment. All of you out there know that my pillow doesn't have their box stores or any shopping channels. They've been part of this canceled culture, and they want to pass on the savings directly to you. You can get the lowest price in the history of my pillow for their classic standard my pillow, regularly sixty nine ninety eight, now only nineteen ninety eight with the promo code. They also have queen size, regularly seventy nine ninety eight, now twenty four ninety eight with the promo code. Or king size, regularly eighty nine ninety eight, only twenty nine ninety eight with your promo code. My pillow is not just pillows; they have over one hundred fifty products, everything from sleepwear to my new beds. 
Promo code also works on mystore.com and frankspeech.com. Go to mypillow.com or call 800-761-6302. Use the promo code Prager to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his standard MyPillow. That's mypillow.com, promo code Prager or 800-761-6302. Cash Patel was a former advisor in the Trump White House along with Devin Nunes, exposed the Russia hoax from within. And uh, he, I have him on the line to talk about uh, January 16th. By the way, where, where are you? What city are you in? Uh, today I'm in uh, D.C., but I spend most of my time in Las Vegas. Interesting. Nevada is one of the, I think, top ten states that people have been uh, moving to, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I well, um, so if you're a homeowner there, I congratulate you. Yep. <laughs> Let me put it to you that way. I, I just want to finally address one one aspect that, as a, a lover of this country, mm-hmm. has uh, actually deeply uh, depressed me to the point where, for the first time in my life, I believe America has, the government of the United States has political prisoners. Again, I would ask you to assess if that is an overstatement. And the way they are treated, solitary confinement, 22 hours a day, etc., for entering the Capitol illegally, uh, is the term political prisoner overwrought? I think for some of the cases it's spot on because that's exactly what they are. Not all of them, but some of them. Look, solitary confinement is necessary to house some some of our worst uh, villains and criminals. And that's the reason it was created. And as a former public defender and federal prosecutor, I argued for and against solitary confinement on both sides of the aisle, depending on who my client was. But here's the thing. The left had always spoke out against solitary confinement. They wanted it abolished. Public defenders across America would not stand for any individual being put into solitary confinement, yet they're all silent now because it happens to be the individuals involved with January 6th. And 60-year-old females who have never been convicted of a crime should not be placed into jail, let alone solitary confinement. Uh, I'm silent because the silence or the, the support of the entire left, of everything from CNN to the, to the New York Times to the universities, to the Department of Justice, the support for this torture, and I believe it is torture, including when it is done to violent criminals in prison. I I do not believe that waterboarding is torture. I believe it is terror. But I do believe that solitary confinement is torture. We are torturing people who have a life of decency because they trespass the U.S. Capitol. This is a a dark mark in American history, I believe. Yeah, as we talked about earlier, those crimes of you know trespassing and whatnot are misdemeanor offenses punishable by less than a year in prison. There is no misdemeanor offense that I ever argued a bond for uh, where a bond was not given. But across the board, it seems for January 6th that the over-politicization of that event has caused these judges in Washington to basically detain almost everybody that's been charged with a crime there including the crime of uh, trespass and, and whatnot in the Capitol. And I just think that's outrageous. And I, and I failed. The hypocrisy is 
where is the left? Where are the public defenders that I serve with uh, who cried out against detention at all costs? Where are the New York City mayors and the mayors of Chicago and the mayors of Los Angeles who say no cash bail for everyone except if you're January 6th defendant? If you committed a, a murder in Chicago, we'll give you a bond and a bail. But if you're a January 6th defendant, you trespass into the U.S. Capitol, you're going to be detained even though you have no criminal record. That is the height of hypocrisy in the criminal justice system that is ticking off so many Americans. Well, again, it, it means we have political prisoners. The uh, Kamala Harris, who amazingly is the vice president of the United States, compared this to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor. Any thoughts on yep. that? I, I, you know, we alluded to it earlier. The fact that anyone, especially the vice president, would compare January 6th to the instigation of World War II for the United States and Pearl Harbor and the countless lives lost theirs, uh, the sailors, soldiers, airmen, and Marines there, and 9-11, to the 3,000 lives lost in 9-11 in New York City, in Washington, D.C., at the Pentagon, in Shanksville, Ohio, is outrageous. As we uh, now know from the facts, the President Trump and the protesters did not cause the deaths of anyone at the January 6th event. And um, thankfully, we've got some good reporting to show that. But that's been speeded past by the likes of Kamala Harris, who just want the headline, who just want the political narrative to say, this is 9-11. That's dangerous to our democracy. That's dangerous to our criminal justice system. Because I prosecuted terrorists across the world and across the United States. And to say these individuals from January 6th are affiliated with 9-11 style attacks is just morally offensive to me and hurts our criminal justice system. I like Ted Cruz a lot. And uh, I admire him. So I was I was somewhat stunned when he described the people of January sixth as violent terrorists. Did you, did you are you aware of that? No, I I didn't know that he had said that. Was that yeah. recent? Yes, yesterday. He described some of the individuals at January sixth as violent terrorists. I I'll have to look into that. I had not heard that. Okay, that's fine. I I, I have to look into. I mean, I don't have to look into it. I saw it. I, I, it wasn't even reported. I actually saw it. I, I don't. I don't understand it. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I truly don't. When I say I don't understand, it's not a, it's not a phrase of I don't agree with. I just I literally don't understand it. What about the? Uh, do you know anything about the dozens or even hundred hours of video that the government will not release? Yeah. So what I can speak to is the discovery process as a federal prosecutor and former public defender. When you're charged as a defendant, you're owed the evidence in the case against you, and not some of it or pieces of it, but all of it. And for some reason, the Department of Justice has withheld thousands of hours of videotaped surveillance and evidence to the defendants that have been charged in the January 6th cases. And there may be, there may be, I'll be the first one to admit, there may be a reason for it. I don't know what that reason would be, but to not release it to the public, but to not release it to the defendants, I think violates their due process rights and their right to counsel and their right to a fair trial. So I think a lot of these attorneys need to start filing motions to have access to these, uh, the entirety of the videotapes, because it could, it could contain exculpatory information that is evidence of innocence against their client that the, that the government is withholding. And to not release that footage and prosecute people based on that footage, I believe is a violation of due process. You have to turn over all the evidence. We saw what happens when you withhold exculpatory evidence in the Russia gate, when we expose that people's lives are ruined, people's due process rights are trampled on, and we can't have that here in the U.S. Can you think of, of a legitimate reason for withholding this tape? 
Um, I can think of some legitimate reasons from withholding it from the public. Right? Give, give me one. That, give me one. So it doesn't inflame possible juries, right? Juries might go in and see pieces of the videos and not what the defense attorneys in those cases want their focus to be on. So jurors might be predisposed to, to say, I'm going to convict all these people in January 6th no matter what. But that's different and apart from the defense. The defense should fully have access to the videos right. so they can put those videos with their clients and prepare. Right. Well, listen, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Thanks so much, and I hope everyone goes to fightwithcash.com and checks out all what we're doing. That's fine. Cash, say it again. Fightwithcash.com with a K. It's an offensive legal trust. We're raising money to help people sue who have been defamed. Excellent. Fightwithcash, K-A-S-H.com. Cash Patel of the uh, former administration, thank you again. Some of my thoughts and your calls and more on other subjects as well. There are other subjects. I'm Dennis Prager. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here. There's a caller. I, I Sometimes I summarize because I have so much to go, but I don't want to ignore it. Robert in Sarasota, Florida, had Ashley Bobbitt complied. She would be still alive. Yes, the, the officer told her not to enter she was entering through a window if I'm not mistaken it's an interesting uh, argument and that's correct I mean had she had she simply gone backwards the officer would not have shot her the question is whether her not complying means that you get uh, murdered excuse me killed I I won't even use the word murdered when that argument is used with regard to George Floyd, had he complied, he'd be alive. It's not even an argument that people are allowed to use, even though it's absolutely true. For, I don't know, what is it, 10 minutes, 20 minutes? I don't remember. They begged him to get into the police car. That's not known to 99% of Americans. Though the video was up on the Internet. That's true. Had had uh, had they had a lot of people complied, there would be uh, there would be no death. But when it happens, we blame the police. We don't blame the police when the person killed is white, and the person killed, uh, and the officer. I think in this case the officer is black. Had it been reversed, 
Had it been at a BLM rally and a and a, a black killed by a white policeman, we would know his name. We would know the victim's name. It would be a national issue. So I think it's a learning exercise for everybody in the way in which news is transmitted and in the way the Democrats use it. All right. I don't consider January 6th worthy of all this attention. I will get back to it only because it is being used, so it's important because of the way it is being used. However, I want to repeat what I said to Kash Patel. We have we have political prisoners in the United States, just like they did in the Soviet Union for the first time in my lifetime. The left doesn't care because the left always does that. This is par for the course for the left. You use whatever you can to suppress opposition. Whatever it takes, you do. Just like wherever the left has taken over from Russia in 1917 to Columbia University in 2022, they suppress dissent. There is no example in history of the left gaining power and allowing dissent. But people are utterly ignorant. I wonder how many students at Harvard, I'm using it because there's a Harvard student present, but I use it as well because that's where you feel the creme de la creme are studying. How many could identify Pol Pot? How many you think could identify Pol Pot? You think a quarter could? Yeah. I'm going to send Ami Horowitz to Harvard. Can you go and video in Harvard Square, or do you need permission? Yeah, you can. Yes, I, I'm going to send him to Harvard. I have a bunch of questions to ask. How many of you can identify the Gulag Archipelago? Oh, ten. Ten out of the entire student body, you feel. That's really remarkable. Uh, about 20 million people uh, were, were killed there and God knows how many tortured. It bothers me on every level, not least of which it's an insult to the dead. I think We owe it to them to at least acknowledge what they went through. Really one of the major works of the 20th century is the Gulag Archipelago by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. To give you an idea, even even though I, when I went to uh, graduate school at Columbia in the 1970s, all my teachers were on the left, but it was incomparably better in many ways. An example, Harvard invited, I don't know if you know this, I'm looking at my Harvard student here, Julie Hartman, who's been on the show a number of times, who sat in for me amazingly, that's how much I respect her, and did you know that Harvard invited Alexander Solzhenitsyn to give a lecture there? It is one of the greatest speeches of the 20th century. Look it up. They would never invite him to Harvard today. 1A Prager 776. As I left my house today, I looked at my beloved. And what did I say? That's very funny, Sean. Sean said, have a good day, Otto. That is not what I said to my beloved. That is a very funny line, however. 
My wife is cracking up. Uh, you know what I said? Honey, I forgot the relief factor. Am I romantic or what? Yes, indeed, everybody. Dennis Prager here. And engineering the show today is Sean McConnell sitting in for Bill Rosenbaum, my regular engineer. And uh, Bill has actually uh, never showed up. He's never shown up. So Sean has been sitting in now for how many years, Sean, is that? Oh, he's putting on a mask, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to disturb him. Almost 15 years. Yes, the bill never shows up. Okay, Tom in Blue Island, Illinois. Hello. Dennis, how are you, sir? I'm well, thank you. It's an honor to talk to you. I've had the opportunity a couple times. It's an honor. Dennis, quick question. My question for you is uh, twofold, actually, and related to your experience with Russia, which I do a little studying of, obviously not what you have. The, 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 first, and it ties into the question quickly, sir, is that the, the Russian collusion stuff was never believable from the outset. The first time I heard it, I thought it was ridiculous. And the one six stuff, the, it, it gets to why are Republicans so unwilling to just admit things that seem obvious an insurrection. You have an insurrection with no weapons. There's Russians coming over here, that, and that's the reason President Trump was elected. Is it cowardice, or, is, or do you just think it's Trump hatred from the establishment? Well, that's a very important question. I have dealt with the problem of Republicans not fighting for um, nearly all my adult life. I have a few thoughts about that. First of all, it's better today than ever in my lifetime. More Republicans are fighting, both politicians and lay people, than ever before. And it's actually stunning. So I, I want to make something clear. There is something I differ with some of my colleagues whom I truly esteem, and that is I do not bash the Republican Party. I agree with Ronald Reagan that the 11th commandment is thou shalt not attack a fellow Republican. And the reason is not because of party loyalty. It is because I know that the left is destroying America and the only opposition in politics is the Republican Party. So before we attack Republicans, some of whom are worthy of it, Mitt Romney uh, and, uh, and others, uh, be before we do... We, we need to understand there's nobody else, okay? Nobody else. The only people opposing the Democratic Party in Congress and in your gubernatorial elections in whatever state you live are the Republicans. The Republicans are the dike holding back the floodwaters of the left. So I, I'm very careful about just smearing the Republican Party. However, the question is legitimate. Bob Dole was a beautiful human being, and he was worthless in the fight against the left. Literally worthless. The same with uh, uh, 
most of the Republicans, John McCain was was worse than worthless. John John McCain uh, would side with them in to show how bipartisan he was. Another wonderful human being, a hero of the United States. There is a a reluctance on the part of nearly all decent people to fight bad people. That's what it is about. Make nice is much easier than fight. Fight means you make enemies. Nobody likes enemies. But you can't do any good on earth if you don't make enemies. It is not possible to do good and not have enemies. It is not possible. It is like dry water. It is not possible. And they, they, it, the Republican Party has been largely composed of people who want to make nice. They are a tepid, they have been a tepid alternative to the Democratic Party. But I do want to remind people that Mitch McConnell, whom people love to attack, and he, there are reasons on occasion to attack him, was the man who, who made it possible in many ways for us to have finally a court that had people who take the Constitution seriously, who believe that the, the authors of the Constitution should be taken seriously. Their sentiments, their words should be honored. The living Constitution it only means there is no Constitution. Do you understand that? Living Constitution is a euphemism for no Constitution. Living Constitution means I am alive, I will say what I want the Constitution to say. That's all it means. It means nothing else. It's a fraud, the concept. There is no difference between, quote, the living Constitution and none. There is no difference. Living Constitution means you make it up. Screw Madison, screw Jefferson, screw the founders. I know better for America than the giants who made the Constitution. There is no arrogance like left-wing arrogance, including Trump, who is arrogant. There is no arrogance like left-wing arrogance. And most Republicans are just not willing to acknowledge this. Ron Johnson fights. Ron Johnson's a special guy. And Lindsey Graham, it's, Lindsey Graham is an interesting uh, person. I know there's a lot of people attack him a great deal. And every politician is worthy of criticism at times. They have a very difficult job. But I, I honor Lindsey Graham just for his speech after Judge Kavanaugh was smeared by the, by the Democrats, who were pure evil in that instance. What he said that day was worthy of greatness. I cannot imagine what you and your family have gone through. Boy, y'all want power. God, I hope you never get it. I hope the American people can see through this sham. That you knew about it and you held it. You had no intention of protecting Dr. Ford. None. She's as much of a victim as you are. God, I hate to say it because these have been my friends. All right. Yes, this was some speech. 
in, in response to the man asking about Republicans. I, I never want people to lose, lose perspective. Do you know if I had to list, maybe I'll do this once, list my 10 favorite words in English, perspective is one of them. I have a chapter on perspective in my book on happiness. You can't be happy if you don't have perspective on life. You can't achieve any wisdom if you don't have perspective. Conservatives who just lambast the Republican Party have lost all perspective. Have they not voted unanimously uh, to support uh, bills during the Trump administration? Whatever you could say, I mean, by and large, almost every single Republican, if not every single one, during the Trump administration, many of whom were not fans of Donald Trump, are they not in opposition now, united against the left? Is there any instance that you could think of, with the exception of Liz Cheney perhaps, that you would not vote for uh, a, a Republican over a Democrat? Give me, give me an example of where you would, where, would do that. So it's worth keeping things in perspective. Jay in Bakersfield, California. Hello. Hello. Uh, don't speak into a uh, speakerphone. Speak into the in the oh, into the phone, here. please. Yeah, I'm here. Wait a second. Mm, we got a little problem here. Uh, yes, my question was, uh, I put it directly to the screener, was why you're so consistently un-American when claiming you're all-American. Can you give me an example of my being un-American? Okay. Public school. Public schools stink. Public schools are ruining children. The army is being perverted by the Biden administration. Well, why didn't you join? What does that have to do with this? Well, it's talking about... Let's Let's say I did join. Would you then not call? Well, then you'd have more credibility with me. Okay. That's an interesting theory. So the only people who could speak about the military are those who served in it. Hmm. I don't know why. Isn't the American view that it is a civilian who is supposed to be in charge? The commander-in-chief is a civilian. Is Joe Biden in the Army? Okay. Anyway... Sorry we don't have more time. Thank you for calling. We continue. You're looking for a fair process? You came to the wrong town at the wrong time, my friend. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.